people deluded i'm back again i'm happy to see three different faces i'm tired of waffling about arsenal by myself <laughs> so i brought three people that i really respect their opinions um yeah man go around and introduce you lot you lot my guys man let people them know who's going first i don't mind going first man i'll set pace on, obviously hey, first and hey. foremost i've got a uh, shout out deluded man um this has that. been a long time coming i'm 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 pleased that i'm finally on the channel i, I told him like it's, it's gotta be the right time you get me i'm coming on his channel i gotta come correct so that's why man had to that's the white man had to just proper pattern up first before i come through but yeah man big up to everyone in, in a guy. live stream <laughs> Um, it's your boy Budge. I, I love Talk that, to Budge. Budge. All, all, all social media uh, platforms, YouTube, Come on. Um, Instagram, and Twitter as well, man. So hit me up. Big Arsenal fan, man. So I'm, yeah, man. I'm happy just to come on the channel and just chop up uh, Arsenal. Stop selling yourself boys, man. short, man. Let them know about the other content, man. Mr. Superstar of all them football <laughs> interviews and that, man. Stop trying to be modest, man. Loud. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I've, of course, I've got to plug the beautiful game as well. So oh, I'm uh, one third of the beautiful game. So me and my, my two boys, Dot and Dej, we, um, through that platform, interview different footballers in the game, different people within the game. We've we've had some big, big timers on, on the platform. Rio more Ferdinand. To come in, God, in God's grace, more 100%, to come, man. 100%, man. You know, Rio Ferdinand, Brendan Rogers, John Joe Shelby, Kieran Trippier. Uh, and uh, Andy Cole, Jermaine Defoe. There's, there's, there's a lot of them, man. But on. honestly, we're just trying to push through, man. You know, obviously, we're just trying to build, build our brand and 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 get started in the, in this content creator space, man. So, you know, just need your your you lots ongoing support, ultimately, man. Keep plugging them, man. And like I said, they're gonna keep going and growing. Big gunner, 100%. hit them, man. Yeah, no, nah, this is this is jokes because obviously, following on what from what you just said, I think it was last month or a month about a month and a half ago, must have tweeted, listen, I'm going to put it in the stars that I need to work with three or four people by the end of the oh, year. Don't and do you was one of them. You know you was one of them as well. So like, obviously, I'm going to make my man blush at it. Um, <laughs> obviously, you use on um, oh. was used on um, Bobby's channel a couple of days yeah, ago yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so obviously, mm. I work with Bobby quite a bit as well. So Big up, man. Mad. Big up. Yes, yeah, it's, it's mad. And just, everyone's just out here, man. Just... Listen, it's there's grand, enough food it? for everybody. Everybody, there's enough food for everybody to eat in it. Like it's just, Trust it's just me. vibes, man. And like, that's me. all. That's all I want to do is just bring vibes, man. So yeah, that's big gunner, the way days. That's where you can find me, man. Arsenal and and the other team that we, my other people that are repping on Newcastle. So it's a bit mad. Like we're both just like pants at the moment, but you know. How you are. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, let them know what sort of specific content you do because obviously the names in itself. But I know you get a yeah, lot of other so, yeah. At the moment, I'm doing like big gunner talks. So I talk to people that are working within football in any capacity. So I've got uh, Leon Mann coming on. He does um, the blacklist, uh, the foot footy blacklist. Sorry. Mm, big up Leon. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. so it's just just trying to just get um, loads of people, like ex-pros like uh, Gift and Williams, just trying to get like players um, that have played the game and just want to pass on little knowledge to the to the young ones out there trying to do it now. Like, obviously, what happens after yeah, football, innit? 
like what happens and the mental health aspects as well. So yeah, we're just out here, man. I'm just trying to be like you guys up there, man. And, no, I'm not. No, and yeah, I've never met you, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I want to be like it's you as well. Bad. That's the one <laughs> Arsenal shot I didn't get, so I'm quite jealous right now. There, so yeah, I just want to be like you guys right now. I'm not even gonna lie to myself. This guy, man, love for that. And like you can see already, people, the vibes are good. This is why I don't just bring anyone on my channel. I have to respect your thing, and this is why they're all here. Met, hit them, man. Yeah, so I'm, I've am i been doing Arsenal content now for about eight months, I would say. So, like, mm. since October. So, started a podcast, um, just do, reviewing Arsenal games and being hitting it up on YouTube as well. So, it's been good. I, I could have picked any other season to start an Arsenal podcast, <laughs> but except I picked the worst season in living memory. So, yeah, you know, like... We say that every year, to be honest, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I try and give, like, a more rational view on on Arsenal because I know if, if you're on social media and stuff Arsenal fans can like absolutely go crazy about everything so I try and do the more rational views about Arsenal and try and review the games um yeah. sometimes I can I could be wrong but like you know <laughs> it's it, screw it like uh, it's at the end of the day we, we all have these different opinions about Arsenal so um but yeah ca catch me on at AFC Met on the YouTube and um, yeah, and I do. Can you believe it? An Arsenal podcast um, on iTunes and Spotify. So yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, and people, that's everybody's content. Please make sure you check out the descriptions. I've put it in the live chat. I'm going to keep putting it in the live chat. Support the Mandem's thing. Let's keep it all flowing. Sadly, we got to talk about Arsenal though. I like all of you lot, but <laughs> we got to ruin this and get into you know Arsenal. So. Who's kicking it off? Obviously, we lost 3-0. We got rubbed out. We've been here before. We're here again. Someone someone talk to me, man. Walk on for this. You know what? To be fair, like, honestly, before every match, I'm usually confident, confident, confident. This one, I didn't tweet at all. Didn't say nothing. I didn't even, didn't, didn't murmur because I just, there was, there was just bad vibes. You knew what time it was. Yeah, it's just, there was just bad vibes. Liverpool just started to... To, you know, start getting they're getting a bit of momentum going. Um, let's be honest, Liverpool have been since Klopp has joined Liverpool, they've been spanking us like every season. Last season was a one off where we beat them at our ground, they had already won the league, so it is mm -hmm. what it is. Um, when we saw who was missing, I was just like, that's it, man, because the two players, Smith Rowe and Saka, that's our driving mm -hmm. force right now. I don't care about their age, like, they've just got Eight their ability in it, like. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like they're they're pushing us right now. And once I saw them two weren't playing, and I just looked at who we were starting with. It's like we had a hundred and what seventy million up front. Don't tell. Don't remind me about finances. That Monday were playing like. Listen. That Monday were playing like twenty million between the three of them. You know what is worries worries me? Yeah, it's when the the big stats start coming out before the game. Like oh. Uh, Liverpool haven't beaten Arsenal or the Emirates since 2016. You know, those no kind of stats is. made me uneasy. <laughs> All them things like, oh, yeah, they haven't, they, they've, they've only Tracks. got these guys at the back that, that are, you know what I mean? And, and versus, like you, like you mentioned, 170 million up front, you've got Aubameyang, you've got Lacazette, you've got Pepe. You know when, it, when people start doing all of them stats and, and matching up and stuff like that? That's when I start no, thinking already, yeah, it's, it's not going to be it. what we think. It's not going to be what we think at all, man. And it's exactly that, man. Literally, what, what did they show for, for it? Like, ultimately, with all of the us matching up again, I, I saw um, an interesting stat on Ozan Kabak, yeah? He didn't make any interceptions. He didn't make any oh. tackles. 
He's he didn't make. He didn't win any. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even win air, any aerial duels. Literally nothing. But he still managed to keep a clean sheet. This him is a guy that you know. What I mean, him they had nothing to do. Mm, bro, like that's that's the thing for me. That's what killed me. Like I've, I've I've I'm at that point. I'm past talking about Liverpool. That's why I'm glad you lot are doing it mm. for me. But personally, it was just Kabach and Phillips. You're making them look quality. Klopp might be sitting yeah. there and thinking, "Yo, maybe Phillips has a future here. Let's get Kabach permanently." Yeah. We didn't offer them anything. Like the big thing for me was there's never been a better time to ask questions of that that defense, and we didn't ask any questions. We've put more <laughs> questions on ourselves, man. It's upsetting. Matt, what do you feel? Yeah, like, I mean, the whole setup in the the game was, like, really bad. Like, I know mm. we've been doing this, like, passing out from the back thing and, like, all season, which seems like a staple under Arteta, but we just didn't do it on the weekend. So, like, we would, we would pass it back to Leno and then hoof it up long. And then when we did try and pass it out from the back, you have, like, Sabayos, who's taken too many touches. And, like, we, we just didn't get to progress the ball from midfield up to the mm. attack at all. Like, they were just so isolated. And, like, you have a Bamiyang who's basically playing at left back, left wing back, like, and you, you want him in the final third. It's like going after Kabak and Phillips, who are defenders who aren't quite, they're not experienced. They're not like Van Dyke or Gomez or any of them. And we just didn't threaten them at all. And Lacazette, like with his hold up play, didn't really affect anything because it wasn't that kind of game. Liverpool just pressed us really high. They had a high line and we just didn't get behind. We we just looked confused and we were really passive on the day. And it it's it's just it was it wasn't good enough. Like it was one of the worst performances I've seen from us in a long, long time. And it, it, we've been good since Christmas and be, been on like a steady curve up. Sometimes mm. the results haven't been the best, but like our we've been on a steady road up. And then this performance is just like completely taking all our momentum away like it was just really poor like no attacks at all Odegaard mm. was like completely anonymous because he wasn't getting the ball yeah exactly yeah mm. do you know what something else I wanted to add yeah is that one. what one thing that I find admirable about Mikel Arteta is how open and honest he is in his assessments of performances after You've the set, game right sorry to cut you off you set this up perfectly we're going to speak about Arteta just after this take it away my okay man. Take it away. so so he this from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's always very like forthright in terms of how he assesses the games and and he, he's always honest like he takes ownership and so on and so forth but my issue with him is the fact that despite understanding where there are issues and and where we have deficiencies Sometimes, sometimes he does very little to address them, and like I I'm, 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 I'm like I'm really like on the fence with Arteta in particular because on yeah. one hand you hear the players so often come out in his defense and speak about this guy being a tactical genius. You know, Kieran Tierney recently in, in interviews has come out and spoken about mm. the fact that he knows what he's doing. He, he's setting us up really, really well. Odegaard has spoken about how well and uh, he's doing under Arteta and those, those kind of things. Mm. But then ultimately, some of, the, some of the decisions that he makes just lead me to wonder, like, what are these guys seeing or what are they experiencing that we're not seeing? It's not, it's not translating. Some of the decisions that he's making... I just don't really quite understand. Like I, I get it against right. the game against uh, in the game against Liverpool, there were certain um, changes that he his hand was forced in making. Right, so mm. we obviously mm. have already spoken about the fact that Emil Smith Rowe and Saka are our two most important players, and both of them were both were injured, so they couldn't yeah. they couldn't they couldn't feature. But there's other like wild decisions that he's made. 
Um, you look at the, the fact that he decided to start with Aubameyang. He obviously hasn't been in form of late. So in my opinion, you've got to go with either Lacazette or Aubameyang up front. Playing Aubameyang on the left, it, it like it, it, it's, it's so disjointed. It leaves us unbalanced. And and I, I just feel like the, the days that we were playing him on the left and he and we were getting joy from that channel and him scoring mm. those goals or whatever, I think that's past. We're, we're past that now because everyone's clocked that angle. So there's there's no point in trying to do that. Mm. Um, you, you he decided to play Sabios uh, in the midfield. We've we've seen in recent games just how many times Sabios has cost us and made very very big mistakes in 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 important games. And when you think about it, Liverpool are a team that is always going to press. That midfield is going to be a team that's going to be high energy, high octane. Like this. Why you, you you haven't got Xhaka? Why wouldn't you then play another player with legs in there in El Nenny, who at least is going to offer you something in, in terms of uh, energy and getting getting up and down a pitch? Let me be like, devil's why advocate. You do that? Let me be devil's advocate. I agree with you. I feel on paper, Sabayas and Partey, based on what we could do, other than Odegaard coming in, it's got mm. the most variety. I hear what you're saying with El Nene. You know, we can't play Liverpool off the t- off the park in midfield. But what if people would have said, you know, we wanted to go out there and attack? You know, you heard Arteta speak about the handbrakes off and things like that. What mm. if he did go with El Nene and El Nene was doing what he was doing in the sidewards? What if he went with Ceballos to try and hope that Ceballos thought, you know what, I haven't been in the lineup too often. This is my opportunity mm. to shine. I ain't even gone away with Spain. You know, he's sticking by me. I'm meant to be a brave player. Because that's one thing I'll give Ceballos. Yeah. He holds on to the ball a lot and does a lot of stupid things, but at least he wants it. So, yeah, yeah. to play devil's advocate, do you feel he's damned if you do, damned if you don't? Because I agree with everything you said, but it's like mm. my big thing with Arteta, I don't quite know if he's doing these things because he's he's crippled and, you, you know, you have to mm. use what you have or if mm. he's genuinely buying into them and he's feeling these players are levels. And last summer, it didn't happen for us, so we, wouldn't, we won't know where it is. And this summer, I mean, this season, you know, many people would say Chambers against Mane, arguably that was suicide. Yeah, yeah, this is this is oh, the thing, man. It's, oh, it is, it is. Like, sorry, sorry. The only thing I was gonna say, Bigana, before before you jump in, yeah. I, the only thing I would say to to what DG just mentioned there is that you see, on paper, it would have appeared as though we were set up to really like press the action, you know, and, and be a bit more uh, mm. aggressive in, in the way that we played. But from the off, as soon as that first whistle was blown, we were sat so deep. Man, they so they, they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And I that happened understand. in the 3-1 away from home as well. You see what I mean? So, yeah, man, we might have had that intention, but the way that the team was set up or the, the way that we played certainly wasn't a team that was going to take it to the to the, to the the opposition, ultimately. So, uh, uh, Big Guna. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, just mirroring what you're saying, but at the same time, it's a mixture. Like DG was saying, his hands are tied because it's a bit like the Spurs thing. The players are just not good enough. Like, people mm. want amazing 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 stuff from players that are not good enough like again with Spurs the players have hit their peak so they're only going to go down that's the same with Arsenal some of these players have hit their peak and you don't have enough transfer windows or enough money to say okay I'm just going to just chill you guys you could just go sit over there what we have is we have prototypes we have prototypes so David Luiz is the prototype of what the centre back that you want in someone that could play that Great point. he's aggressive, but then he does the mistake. Sorts. Yeah, he's a leader, and you know, he, but then he makes a mistake. Shaka again, prototype of what you want someone with that physicality, someone that could pass, but he don't have the pace, or he just lets us down time and time again. So we've got prototypes, but the players are mm. just not good enough. And 
what he's got a bit of that thing that Pep does is when he he overthinks things, so he starts doing stripiness, starts yeah. doing stripiness. Like for me, the big games last season, we had we played three five two or five three two, because we didn't like have the players that were we didn't have the players that were good enough. So in the big matches, when you know you're going to get pressure like that, go defensive. I don't care if you go defensive, but you've got you've got that out ball. We just don't have that out ball or the players mm-hmm. to do it. So. In games like that, I think you've just got to go defensive in terms of having three at the back and having the wing backs. And you know, you know, you never, you've never had like a Batman's never been good at holding up the ball, but you just know if he got through, had that one on one chance, he's pretty mm. much scoring. If you're not, if you don't have the players around Lacazette, then he's pointless because you can't even get the ball to him. Mm. So, so, yeah, it's just, it's just. There's just little things, but he's learning on the job, and that's 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 what the that's what the harsh thing is. Mm, he should never have been yeah, appointed, yeah. but while he Ooh. has been appointed, you've let got me to make him. We're, 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 we're circling back on that. We're circling back. <laughs> we're circling back on that. That's getting added to the notes. Yeah, like to me, like I love the guy, but he shouldn't he shouldn't be our manager. How can someone? Oh, else no, 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 no. Never... Save that, Volsky. Save that, Volsky. We're gonna get, <laughs> get on to that. But before I cut you off here, to play devil's advocate to you now, I agree wholeheartedly with what you actually said in principle. But how much do we blame Arteta? Because again, not saying you directly, but when we win, yeah. you know, we're getting a tune out of these players. And I feel again, not you, but people, you can't. I feel you have to give and take. You can't win with these players and then say it's all Arteta. And when we yeah, lose, nah. sit there and say he's got no part. Obviously, so I, I agree with you, but Arteta came into this job. He knew what it was at to a yeah. degree. You know, that's how much I keep do saying. you blame on him with these players yeah. and their lack of mentality and the tactics and stuff? There are, there are, there is blame on him because I keep saying this. Mm. He played for Arsenal, so he knows all the bad things that have happened. Mm. So Love he knows point. everything that that's been going on with the team. Um, there is blame on him, but again, players are just not good enough. Like you're saying, when we win. True. When we, when we win, we're all yeah, Arteta's a magician. But if we're being honest, we found Smith Rowe because we had an injury against the Chelsea game. And he stumbled he upon it, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't he really. He didn't, hey, to not cut you off as well, yeah. Do you think he really wanted to play Smith Rowe, or is it accidental? Because I remember the whole, obviously the Ozil thing. There was a lot off the field in relation to that, but yeah. just in terms of creativity, he wasn't played. Once upon a time, Smith Rowe was in the same boat as a couple of young players that has gone. Do you feel he's he's waited for Smith Rowe to have his chance, or is it like okay, yeah, cool? It's, it's, it's a mixture happen. of both because he's he's always he's he always mentioned. That, yeah, he he always mentioned <laughs> how he. <laughs> He how he how he likes uh, Smith Rowe, like, but at that at that particular time he stumbled on that. I don't he stumbled on that man, that and it banged. Luck. It was a move that banged that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a masterstroke. It was it's luck, true. So, it's uh, true. Weren't the Arsenal Wenger? What did you say? Then come come yeah, come. No, and, uh, no. it, it was a luck thing. So, but we got to give him props because he carried on playing him in it. He could have mm. dropped him next game, but. Give it, nah, it is luck, man. Mert, man, talk up, man. I, lo- I love you and I love your opinions, but I need to hear you on this because you provide, but you balance out a lot of opinions that I have that I don't agree with necessarily. What do you make of Arteta generally? Because again, for me, the big part was we know we need better players. We know we need a system. It's like, for me, I look at Edu and you need to be on the Bayern Munich thing. Arteta shouldn't tell you, yo, Arteta, um, Aubameyang's on his, in, on his way out football in terms go and look for a striker we knew um, we know what needs to be done we know Arteta is just a small fish in a big pond that isn't being ran correctly sort of thing 
How much do you blame Arteta though? Because again, I don't, I don't, I do believe a, a good tradesman, he can only work with the tools he has, but surely he's got to get 100% out of them. Is it as white and black as you give this man new players, you see better results? I, I think with Arteta's system, I think that he needs a very specific type of player. So like Big Gunner said, pro, like these players are prototypes of the players. I'm copying that, that one as well, by the way. But like they're prototypes of the players that Arteta truly wants. He just wants the high mm. quality of them. These players have failed now under what? Three managers and... Oh, also, some of them. Yeah, exactly. So like Xhaka, I mean, we haven't got into the Champions League since Xhaka's been here. You, you got you got other players as well, like Rob Holden as well. Like he he obviously came in, and he's been under three different managers, hasn't really convinced. Oh, let me stop you there, Rob Holden, because I think Rob Holden is one of those players. He's not my cup of tea, and he's not starting quality. And I yeah. know, but off the back of how he's played, it wasn't good. But you know, he hasn't played. He was you could say he was dropped unfairly in the build up to that game, or even yeah. before that. And you know, with Holding, it's another one when I look at Gabriel and that these players, I'm not saying Holding's a diamond, but you can see evidently Holding has had been having problems looking over his shoulder. Mm. Surely it's down to Arteta to arrest these things when they happen. Don't get it twisted, it's easier said than done. But we keep hearing these things. The, the whole rhetoric was how he improves players, you know, like Big Gunner also said, mm. you know, and Budge said as well, the way the players are talking about him, they must be something going on so again how much do you actually attribute to that because we even heard they're bringing in individual coaches there's literally a coach employed at this football club to improve people individually or take time to do that so again what's your feelings on that bro yeah i mean like yeah i guess it, 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 it is down to Arteta to improve these players like ultimately that is the job of coach like is to improve mm. these players and if they are not improving they're staying stagnant sort of thing then the, then that's on Arteta and obviously results and, and such are always down to the coach. But I also think it, it, the, some players have a ceiling as well. And mm. the, 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 these players, I think Arsenal fans get into this period where I think Xhaka is the perfect example. And I know I'm completely dissing Xhaka, even though he didn't even play. But like Xhaka is like the perfect example of this, of like a player who will have a really good 10 game period and, Arsenal fans will absolutely love him and say, oh, well, we should, yeah, exactly. We should build around him. And then you'll have a Xhaka performance like the one against Burnley, where he basically chips into his own net. And, yeah. and like, the, the, <laughs> these players have a ceiling. And, like, Lacazette. Like yeah, exactly. Lacazette, for example, I don't think he'll score more than 15 league goals a season. So these players have a ceiling. So Arteta's got only work with what he's been given and he's shown that the signings that he got in the summer, so like Gabriel, who's improvement at centre-back to mm. Staffy and Socrates and everyone that came before him. <laughs> and and then you've got Partey who came in, like I know he's been a bit, again, hot and cold, but I think that's mainly due to the injuries. But when he's been on it, like he's been really, really good. Like, yeah, been, yeah, exactly. Like different level to any of our midfielders and even someone like um, Odegaard, who's, I know he's only on loan, but like he's been, terrific like one of the better loan signings we've ever done mm. and that's on Arteta and if these are the type of players that he needs to play good football then 
surely it's up to the club to get him those players to be able to play the good football. Now he could fail, like he could spend another hundred million in the summer and he could fail. And then that that's a different conversation entirely because then he would have spent what a hundred million last summer, hundred million this summer, and then it would have been 200 million. Then he, And he, actually a manager now, not a head coach. So arguably it, he's got his feet under the door the most of all past post Wenger sort of guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you look at Emery, like Emery was just a head coach. He had no say over transfers. It, it was all Raul. And it, it, it's it's about it, it's about Arteta's got to get these players in. But then once he gets these players in, he's got to prove that he is actually a quality coach. And obviously, the lack of experience comes into it. And that's obviously going to be a factor because obviously... At the end of the day, it is his first job, and mm. I, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like when you're in your first job, you are. Bound I know. To don't be humble. Say. This is the meta yeah. word. Stop being humble, man. Yeah. You don't care. What no one says. No, but like he loved it. Like, yeah, but like, <laughs> like when you start YouTube, sort of thing. Like I bet you made like loads of loads of mistakes, sort of thing. Like, and, and that's mm. what Arteta's course, course. still made. Yeah. The leader don't make but mistakes, man. Title, right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think. Arteta will be granted more time, I think, from the board, from the board, yeah. just because of that. If if that's right, because obviously at the end of the day we're Arsenal, like we're we're tenth in the league, like mm. we're supposed to be the third biggest club in England, and we're tenth in the league. That's not good enough, obviously. But I think we committed to this rebuild, and uh, you've got to give him some time to at least be able to produce this rebuild you can't just say oh like give him a year without bringing in mm. a load of players that he can work and mold with and then say oh well that, that's gone because then the next guy you bring in is going to have a mesh of ideas as well so like mm. you're just in this ever looping circle of just yeah. sacking managers you know what i just think everyone's got to be humble in this situation like just take the l like we're expecting something I need like, to. We're trying to, we're, we're, we're trying to. Like we're trying to make lemonade from oranges, bro. Like that um, don't make yeah, no yeah, sense. Yeah, bro. Make campaign like, for some off-gone cooling. Like, like, if, you, if you just, <laughs> if you just, if you just be realistic and just take yeah. a step back and be like, okay, we're just gonna have to take a hit for a year or two, and then just come up on the on the backside. Like right now, we're trying to compete with teams that we can't compete with. So it's making us look stupid because we're talking step about step backwards to go forward. Yeah. Then. Step mm. backwards and come forward, but she's still on a sly, isn't it? But we're making we're making too much noise. You're signing Pepe, but we can't defend. How how did that ever yeah. make sense? Like who's like stolen that seen. money? Bro, who, who, who someone's stolen that money? Someone's laughing <laughs> now with 40 million <laughs> pounds in their pocket. Yeah, probably bust the AC, like, probably in Dubai and that right now. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's just too many dodgy things have gone like obviously Arteta has to pick it up now. And he's the manager, so he's at fault for the results, isn't it? But there's just too many suspicious things going on. And hopefully we could get rid of them and then start moving forward. But just be humble. I'm just taking it out. Arsenal attempt with the 10th best team in the league. <laughs> That's it. 100%. Do you know what, DG, can, can, I, can, I, can I say an unpopular opinion off the back of uh, what uh, Big Gun uh, said before, just there? Just yeah? before you do that, people, we were going to get into a segment <laughs> of Arsenal unpopular opinions from us for Because my man's put himself in it, we're going to need two from him now. But off his own back, he wants to fly <laughs> one. So let him fly it in it. What are you saying? Um, my, so my unpopular opinion is that if I was Stan Kroenke, me personally, I wouldn't invest my own hard... Uh, earned money into this club based off of 
How? Like, you no, know you the... gotta chat that one and explain that one. Now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Looking like ba- based based off of deals like the Pepe deal. As as an as an investor, right, and ultimately, right, it comes down to the fact that Stan Kroenke isn't a football fan. He's not an Arsenal fan. He's a businessman. Mm. It's a sim- it's a, it's not a, sim- a similar situation like uh, with um, Roman Abramovich and Chelsea, he loves where he he loves the sport and he loves the club, and so he's willing to uh, to take a loss as long as his club is competing. Whatever it needs, whatever he needs to spend out of his own back pocket, he's willing to do that. We don't have the same luxury at Arsenal. So Stan Kroenke, as a businessman, is looking at this like a business, right? Mm. I need to see a return on my investment. If the club is mismanaging its its resources, like how we've seen it, it do, with the example of uh, signings like uh, Nicolas Pepe, why would Stan Kroenke be encouraged to spend his money at the club? Mm. You're, you're signing a player for 72 million. What, what have we seen from Pepe? Going yeah, back to what fault, big, big, big don't, you that, said, don't you think that's his fault? Because he hired people to make these signings. So yeah. if you've hired these people, you should have done your background check, CRB check, all of the things, and make sure these men are legit. But they didn't do that. So but it's, the problem. it's not just him, though. He, he's he's <laughs> yeah, a no, far removed from the club. You get me? more complex than than yeah. We will agree with that. Go on. Yeah, but, no, but, no yeah. it definitely is. Mm. But at the same time, you've got to, if you're going to invest and do a thing like this, you've got to be, you got to be on point and seeing who you're bringing into the club like, make sure as much as yeah they're, they're, they're as much as i loved arsene wenger he has messed up the club because he what he's done is put that thing that top four is a trophy so because everybody thinks top four no, is a trophy they, that trophy today yeah brother, I can't even like, they're, they're not even head. they're not even talking about winning the league no more they're just talking about like getting into the top four and as long as Cronky's making money mm. he doesn't care so yeah. when his money starts dropping, when Arsenal start finishing 11th, 12th, 13th, and the money starts dropping, then he's going to be like, okay, I've either got to sell or I've got to pump money into this because I'm losing money. And that's that's what... You don't ever want Arsenal to lose, but that's what I want them to see, that now you've got to start pumping money in if you, if you want to challenge with bloody West Ham, if you want to challenge with Aston Villa and these dead teams, bro. So mm. like, I don't know, man. It's just it's a mess, but that's we'll my get problem. there. That's my problem with 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 Kronke because listen, I want the man out. I'm not going to pull no punches with that, but mm-hmm. we can all see. I can't just sit here and do Kronke Kronke because, like you well wellly put, the money that has been available, we've mismanaged. There's all the we tries. There's all the players we could have grabbed. Now we're in a difficult market. You know, we're not clearly for me. We my problem is we haven't got a clear scouting identity, and that comes because yeah. the right people are not in the individ- yeah. in the places. Edu should not need to hear Arteta's opinions about needing a midfielder. You need to come in the summer with ten different. Tar- targets for Arteta to pick from. You both were midfielders. 100%. You both can yeah, see yeah. it. And it's just like, for me, everybody's left to their own devices and you've got two unexperienced men. You've you've got rid of a lot of people and brought a lot of responsibilities on. It's like what Big Gunner is saying. It's it's almost like you're, it's clouded waters. You're not really going to see an, a return on your investment. Do you feel, though, because you said you, you wouldn't invest your money if you're Cronkite, surely mm. you would invest in better staff and then by, by that logic, better staff, work better, better money. Because surely you could see the dynamic that 100 million can't do much for you. It can do a lot more than what we've 100%. done in terms of mismanagement, but that ain't going far in today's football. Look at Leicester. Look at Leicester. Look what they've done with the they money got they've banned. got from Slabbed, bro. Like, they sold Slabbed <laughs> and Chilwell, yeah? And them man there are signing Castagna. They're signing... Bloody Fofana, Fofana, all these people, Fofana, Tielemans, bro. 
Yeah. But this is what Wenger used to do. He used to be out in the trenches out in France yeah. and bringing these youngsters. Why, why are we not just copying? This is what I've never understood. From the time Patrick Vieira left, you had a prototype. Why did you move away from your prototype that was winning you stuff? You've mm. gone from having a big monster that just won you games in midfield to get the these dancey dances. Yeah, with the technical yeah. ability. The guys little dancer and, man, and small man. Well. And we haven't won nothing since we started going down that route of small man, parsey, parsey, tiki-taka. Get back to what we used to do and you'll start winning trophies. Like, get back in the trenches out in France, find them youngsters. Mm. Obviously, we've got Saliwa, but looking like we've missed out on for far. That's the thing for me, the double <laughs> whammy we've got now, because it's like, we ain't got a clear scouting thing. That's why I think it's like, it's, it sounds stupid to say, but we sign, yeah, we sign good players. We're not signing people to fit systems. That's why. 100%. And then, and then on top of it. that, they're coming to this club and then we're having Saliba. Potential is just potential. Everyone's got potential. I see potential in the ends every day. You know, there's potential. 100%. You've got, it's how you realise that it's like you're, you're, you're messing around with Saliba, bearing in mind he ain't played no football. You're holding his hand for, for six or so months. How much football has he missed? Fufana, there's a clear plan. We That's 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 our double whammy. That's why we're always going to be in this position. And when for me, when you look at half the squads, we've said half the names, the Rob Holdings, the Jackers, the Bellerins, these guys, they'll always divide opinion. Fundamentally, we need to cut, we need to get rid of things like that. Mm. Let me ask you lot this, this as well. Obviously, Xhaka and David Luiz, they played no part against Liverpool. Now, bearing in mind, they've been part of heavy defeats. Arguably, they're both very mistake-ridden. Do any of you lot feel or feel we miss their presence or you can see what they bring? Because as much as I feel that, that I feel sick saying that, I do agree with it because David Luiz, he might be a fire hazard, but he's got mentality and at least he's got a bit of bravery. Xhaka, there's a million cons, but I can see what he's missing. Like I said, again, I think people are overestimating that and I personally feel that's kind of sums up the way we are, where we're at, where we're at, but... That was the main part of this video. Where, where are you lot going, man? It's an if, if it wasn't Liverpool, if it wasn't Liverpool, I would agree with you. But Liverpool have been spanking us no matter who we had in the team. When from when we had Ramsey, when we had Ozil, no matter who we was playing. Since Klopp has came in, he found what Mourinho used to do. He just knew how to beat us and he sees mm -hmm. the weak in us. And so if it was another team and we got that result, I would have been like, maybe, yeah, it was because they weren't playing. But we know it could have been potentially worse because those are the two players that probably when they're under pressure, make the most mistakes that always lead to goals. Mm. Um, so, yeah, when it gets to the unpopular uh, opinion, and I'll give you Suffolk about that, but it's... No, yeah, no, no. It's... You know, next one. No, there's no cheating in this thing. You're in uh, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gabriel. Gabriel. He can't kick a ball to save his life. <laughs> he's passing. I want to wow. kick you off this he's, now, man. You know what? Yeah, he's, he's passing... It's it's a bit off, and I think he's raw. Yeah, he's yeah, his, his, yeah, his passing is a bit off, and I think the only person he could play with in in our in our team, which saddens me to say, is is Pablo Mari. He's the only one that brings him to play calm football. When he's mm. with Holding, he's worrying about what the hell Holding's going to do. When he plays mm. with David Lewis, but they have. Right, let me play devil's advocate because mm. my personal opinion, we need a next centre half. I don't feel any of these. Yeah, yeah. no, no, we definitely do. Yeah, but we do. 100%. Marie and Gabriel, one. Marie and Gabriel, are you a fan of playing two left-sided centre halves? And I as don't, much as I, I, don't, I don't even you, get why that on, even on, makes a difference on. because Sunday, not Sunday league, but any other game. You got too right for it. So why why but does it make sense? You know why it's different? You know why it's different? No, do you know why it's different? The the reason why it's different is because um it's more likely as a, a right-sided center half, it's more likely that you would have played in that left center half position as mm. opposed to being a left-footed center half 
playing on the right side. You know what I mean? If you're if you're a left because I'm a left footer, right? And I, and yeah. I, I use hey. so man, like. So, so naturally, he's got to tell you they're left footed, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I respect, I respect but that, you, yeah. But I'm not. What am I paying you eighty thousand pounds for? You can't. You tell me you can't play ten yards to the to the right, and you're getting no. 80, you can, but it's not as natural. It's not as nah, natural as it, as it would be for a right right sided centre half. Do you understand? I also think, I also think left footers are more one footed as well compared to right footers. Like yeah. I, I so I think, I think as well. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. like because well, right footers can't even kick with their right foot though. So <laughs> yeah, but like I think like <laughs> hey, that's you, why we love this club, man. Go, go, man. But but no, like you have got left footers who like in general are more like you you hear the, the term cultured left foot and like mm. most of them are much better with their left foot and not really good with their right foot. And also, I think we have an overabundance of left footers in our team anyway. I mean, we have what? So if you if you was to play Gabriel Mary. You have Shaka, yeah. you have Saka, you oh, have more than a thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. O- Odegaard, Odegaard as well. As well isn't he? Yeah, Tierney. so um, yeah, Tierney, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, all our Saka best players, and Saka, Tierney, and Odegaard. I only count them because they're the actual good left footers in the team. <laughs> Shout yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest is irrelevant. Xhaka, it don't really matter, man. You're wasting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Xhaka doesn't really count, like if, if we're being serious, but like, yeah, like that. I mean, that's what six, five, six left footers mm. in the team if you play Gabriel and Mary. So I think it might be a bit. I, I know we have such a left handed bias anyway because we do attack a lot with Tierney down the left hand side, but I mm. think with Gabriel, he, ha- he with Gabriel, he's looked best with. Louise, I think he started the season well with Rob Holden, but I think his best form has been with David Louise. I think and I when just... he got taken out of the team, he started losing all his sources. Yeah, and I think that's the that's, that's the main issue. Why have we changed centre back pairings so much? Especially RK, we all know Holden isn't the best, but when he was actually playing had a little form there. football, we take him out of the team. And this is what we're talking about. We're trying to improve the players. How do you improve them? You improve them by playing them. So you don't improve them by giving them a run of games, five games, they play good in those five games, then you take him out. The same thing with Pepe. And this is this is my opinion on Arteta. That's where he's lost because when the players are actually picking up momentum and picking up a bit of performance, them out. he rubs them out by taking them out and then you bring them back mm. in against Liverpool. The one team I, that you probably wouldn't want to bring them in against or bring them in against Man City. Like, I think... I think with Gabriel, I think he, he he had COVID, didn't he? So like, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, yeah. a bunch of things, but he still didn't bring yeah. him in when 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 they were playing well. No, didn't no, he, yeah. he didn't play against Spurs, and when you win, it don't matter in it. Like I'm of the yeah. belief, I don't really <laughs> care who plays in it because it is what it is. But go on, man, yeah. I cut you off. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, so. I, I think with the Pepe thing, like I think you're you're totally right in terms of he's performed well in 2021 and he hasn't got a look in. I know he started this weekend, but that was only because Saka was injured. So mm. I, I do feel bad, and I think that is something wrong with Arteta. Is that he, he when he came in, he he said that he wanted players to get in due to performance and due to form, non-negotiable. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Pe- Pepe Pepe hasn't got in the whole of 2021, like oh. while performing really well. And yes, he's not worth 72 million. I mean, he's not even worth 35 million if if we're being honest. But like, it it, it is it, Arteta needs to get into the these habits of bringing in players who are better in form and giving them a run of games. Because uh, I bet you, if like, I mean, sometimes William... it's just not rocket science. Like, sometimes yeah, exactly. there's, 
do you remember just before we actually like before the end of the year last year? Do you remember we no no surprise we we it's West Brom but we smacked West Brom we beat I believe Brighton we did a thing against Chelsea because you're playing left backs and right backs in their natural roles cams mm. in the actual roles like Big Gunner said earlier it's like we've got right footers who can't use their right foot so by that logic people need to lock down centre mid before they start trying to be inverted cams or wingers <laughs> up playing on the other side only a couple man got the intelligence and it's sad. Like mm. I said, it's a praise to Saka, but it makes me upset. If I was one of those players, I'd feel sick that everybody's looking to Saka beyond that. That's my thing with Arteta. I like how he can, you know, he can set up a game plan. He can read his opponent. But sometimes we need to remember, as much as football's about that and all the Pep Guardiola stuff, it's a simple game, you know. And sometimes I think we're trying to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes I think just use the right things. Another thing that kind of mm. annoys me, and it ties into what, again, Big was saying, in that, Sometimes when you just feel when you feel like he's answering some sort of questions, you're seeing who he feels in the team, who he kind of does, and he shakes it up a bit. Like I remember Xhaka against City, sometimes holding's been dropped, and it makes it hard to understand what he has. Like for me, everyone should be able to play. If your form's good, you play, but there's no established hierarchies like boom, you're my regulars, you're my squad mm -hmm. player. Obviously, form you start, it's like it's a bit like Sunday League where everybody just has to get a game sort of thing at times. It's mentality as well, you know. Like it's when I look at it. Uh, I keep saying this. I, I don't feel like Arsene Wenger had tactics. I think he had a group of players that he trusted. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. No, no, listen to what I'm saying. He had a group of players. He had a group of players. He could give everyone still. No, that he trusted, though. Like, do you think like you could put his players on the pitch and say, uh, he will say, okay, this is how you're going to set up? But he just trusted these players to do what they were going to do. Like you can see that Vieira, yeah, that's when he had Perez, real guys. He like, had real this guys. Is so, yeah, this, is, this is what I'm saying. So yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like now, the mentality isn't to be the best. Pepe has the ability to be the best, but he doesn't have the mentality. He doesn't mm. have the drive to be the best. You he don't think the penny me, dropped for him though? Because lately, nah, I have been seeing. No, nah, I'm talking about. Look I know what you mean. Though, he's he's scored for Arsenal. Yeah, look at look at the actual goals he scored for us. Like, there's only been a couple tappings where you thought, oh, that I like, he should have scored, but most of them are spectacular goals. Mm. He can the first game that he played against Liverpool up at Anfield, and he ran through the whole team. Like, he's got the ability to do it, but he doesn't have the drive. Abamyang does he really have the drive to be the best striker in the league? Does he stay out there smashing balls left, right, and centre? Same with Lacazette. He better be today, he, but that's all like, I know. <laughs> like Lacazette again, I love him, but does he have the drive? I don't think half of the team have the drive to actually be the best in their position. And I think that is one of the culture things that he's trying to change, that he wants mm. players to come in. Like Odegaard's come in and wanted to show, you know what, I'm good enough for Real Madrid, so I'm going to show it mm. here. Like mm. That's what we want to be seeing. Smith-Rowe again, Saka, those sorts of players. But the ones that are on the most money... They, do they really care because they got money now? Like, what, what, what's there? What, what's there mm. to play for? Really, they're not, and that's what we need to ship out. The ones that don't really like have no sort of like they don't want to play for the club. Half of them, when I look at them, like Tierney wants to play. That's what I want to mm. see. Like everybody, even if you don't have the ability, I want you to see you want to play for my club. And I think that's the issue at the moment. So hopefully, we can get a couple mm. more that want to play for the club. That's the you know problem. what, DG. I, I, I wanted to also just um just add a few thoughts on Go one through, of the questions man. that you asked earlier in it. Take the floor, it was, man. So so I, I remember that the, the the question a little while back was around um um Jacques and Louise. Yeah. 
and and how much we miss them and if we miss them or not or not or whatnot. I, and mm. I think I think we we certainly miss them. But what I would say is that the the importance of those two players in this team doesn't reflect how good they are currently. If that makes sense, like. Just because they're important to us doesn't, to make mean, doesn't mean, clear. yeah. It's it's not it's not because that they are. It's not because they're they're great players. It's just because we find ourselves in a position where we are over reliant on certain on, on certain players, right? And and with um, Louise, starting off with Louise, the, the the problem that we have with him is the lack of succession planning, adequate succession planning at the club. Because he, this this year extension should have purely been to help bed in um, Gabriel. Because obviously he's coming and he doesn't really know the language and whatnot. Next season, exactly. This year should be mandem. That's it. He 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 should have had a bit part role to play. You know, helping him bed in in the 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 back room and whatnot in in the dressing Mm. room. Just just helping that, and then we phase him out throughout the season and 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 bring in some of the the younger players, like someone like a Saliba should have really been getting more games this season. Ultimately, we shouldn't be in a position. So now we're we're we're, we could almost be held to ransom by David Luiz because. We're in a position that we're still so reliant on him being in the team. He's got a he's he, like he's his contract. I think is up in in the summer, but mm. he's got he could he could argue that he's he's as important like in the team as as anybody else and as should Bakker, be deserving yeah. of, of the same a, thing about. Do you know what I mean? That's what Jack- exactly 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 that. Three years left on his deal, and he should and he should really and truly because if I'm Granite Jacker, and this is what I want to get onto next. I remember when Arteta walked in, he said, he, I don't remember if he said it word for word, but he spoke about when he was at City, Xhaka was a player they liked in Germany or whatever. He's brought mm-hmm. Xhaka in from the wind. We know he makes him, you know, Xhaka's a key part. If I'm Xhaka mm-hmm. now with two years left and the last Europa League press conference, he said it. If you look at it, regardless of what people say, Xhaka is up there with Tierney, Saka and the rest of them in terms of being regular, regular yeah. players. Would you ask, surely you ask for a new deal, and surely that's another elephant in Arteta's room that he's got to deal with. Because on top of all of this, have you not not clocked the one theme? We'll keep re, re, re going back to central midfield, and Arteta was a centre midfielder. He even played two different types of centre midfield, mm. and that's the area I'm looking at because Partey is the only sort of confirmed body there we have going into next season, and he's got injury problems. You know, two midfielders that we've spoken about—they're not even our property. So we're in a massive, we're in a scary situation. So. What's you lot's opinions on Xhaka? Like, I know he's one that gets everyone going. What's, where do you lot actually stand on Xhaka? Like, even if you don't feel him, like, what's your most balanced opinion of the man? He's a prototype. He is what you want. He reminds me, he's the closest thing that we've had to Edu and Emmanuel Petit from the past. Like, he's the closest. He's very similar to how they were, but they could sniff danger. They they could be there when they... He's just always out of position. And that's why he does mm. that does that mad thing that he does where he just runs behind you and just holds you around your neck and flings you to the floor. But then he puts in performance. You know what? The Burnley game, I, I, I had written a tweet, oh, Jack is looking good in this game. Before I've gone to send, the guy turns around and gives the ball to their striker. So that is granite Xhaka. delete drafts. <laughs> that's what delete drafts like straight away. Like that is that is granite Jacker. Like that's the best way to explain him. Having a good game, then his head goals. Like that's that's mm. just the only way you can ex- explain mm. him, to be honest. He he he's a stupid footballer. I I I, I think he, he, like I think he yeah. he's he, he lets his emotions cloud his judgment a lot. I uh, I think he, he's a very good footballer in terms of 
he can pass the ball very well and he can pass the ball very well forward in terms of getting it to Odegaard, to Smith Rowe, to Saka. He's very good at that, to Tierney at left back. But there's always he's going to... He is to do it, but yeah, he is. Yeah, and but he's always there's always a switch that flicks with him and mm. he always will combust sometimes. I mean, look at the Burnley game earlier in the season where he gets a red card. There's no need 100%. for him to do that. And he, he just completely goes off the boil sometimes. And that's the most infuriating thing about Xhaka because you can see that he has good qualities. But I think... He he just plays football too emotionally, and he's too emotionally of a guy. And I think Arteta likes his skill set, but I think the reason why we should upgrade in the future on him and in central midfield is because he just cannot be relied on for a 38-game season in the league mm. because he will always blow up. He will always do something stupid, even if that's sending off or conceded a goal, doing them safe, giving away a penalty. He will always do something stupid because he, he's a hothead. He plays on is the emotion. Is he a victim of being scapegoated? Is he a scape? Is he a victim of being scapegoated at this club at times? Because I think he is. I, I he genuinely is. No, he hundred and ten percent is. He is. But yeah. what you got, like when you look at him, like you just think you have it all in you. But like like uh, Mel was saying, he just he just he just his head just goes sometimes, and mm. not quite sure what that is. I always say he would look good in another in another league if he was in Germany or in Italy. The guy would mm. look top, top draw, but in the Premiership, mm. yeah, like the yeah, way they play, yeah, yeah, like more pace is yeah, a lot slower. But it's again, it's just a system. If you take him out, who do you put in there? Like, can you trust El Nenny over thirty-eight games? No, you can't. no. can but you trust Savio? Our, our fans wanted to give him a new deal after four or five. <laughs> like, they were into like, can you trust something over five games? You're sort of looking of like Guendouzi was probably our best player last season, but again. We keep signing players with some mad mentality that, like, like what's wrong with him? He, do, he should do you know be what? looking at it and thinking, I should be starting You know what, big, big guy, man, you know what? Yeah, honestly, I think, I think Arteta, sorry, Arteta, I think Jacker is, um, I think he's a good squad player. Mm. Ultimately, yeah, I feel like yeah. he's got, he's got enough, he's got enough um, qualities that, you know, I feel like in, in a squad, if he's not relied on for, for to, to be a nailed on starter game in, game out, and he's just in the squad. I think he's a very, very useful player to have for some of the the, the, the points that we've already made. Mm. And and just to what uh, Met was saying, whilst I get that whole thing about him um, wearing his heart on his sleeve and and him allowing his emotions to get the better of him, you could make a case to argue that in some instances that is a good thing because you want like players it. to be passionate. You want players, and, and and this is when you get into the intangibles, you know. Um, and, and mentality. And for me, this guy is a, a cat with nine lives because every time it seems like he's he's on the brink of of of, of What's his like, case, man? He, he comes back somehow, like he, he manages survive to, to, to revive himself or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like there's definitely some certain intangibles, even like some players talk about the fact that you know he's a leader off the pitch, he's a leader on the pitch, certain things that he does in terms of his positioning. Like one thing that I really appreciate that he does is you know, in that left channel, especially when Tierney get, gets forward, we'll into he that. occupies that little left channel. And I think maybe, you know, whilst we can argue that him and Louise in, being included in that game against Liverpool might not have done any uh, difference to our performance because ultimately we would, we would have lost. I feel like there's certain things 
that potentially he could have helped circumnavigate, particularly when, when 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 Tierney went off and it was uh, Sedgwick in that left left back position. Could have his, it, him, yeah, do you know what I mean? Him him covering that that channel a little bit more could have helped us, particularly when Salah started acting up. You know what I'm mm. saying? So. I feel like he is a useful player to have in, in a squad, but ultimately I would like to, to upgrade him come come the summer. That's the thing. And that, I think he will be. You reckon? Because yeah. how though? Because one has to wonder, like, let's say this, boom, we might not be in Europe. Let's hope we are. We might not be in Europe. One has to wonder, surely we have to sell before we can bring in. Just if not through money, there's just yeah. way too many question marks. Like I'll shout yeah, out Joe sell him. But even him, what do you say? I think we'd say, I think we'd sell him. Like, you think I he's think... the first out the door, though? Surely there's other things. Yeah, I remember, no, there's yeah, hella European no. competitions and, and countries playing in yeah, the summer. because you, know, you, you know what I think? Not with him. I think he's he's not good enough for Arsenal, but he's good enough for, like, 10th and below, which we actually were 10th, so he technically... But, like, he's not, he's not going to sit on the bench. He's not going to sit on the bench. So, like... I honestly think we're searching for his replacement. I think we had to keep him. I think Arteta begged him to stay because he had I to. Agree with that. And it was like, what is he going to do if he doesn't stay? Like, we would have been proper shagged because, sorry, we can't be playing El Nene. I know he was amazing against United up at Old Trafford, but that's like the only good game that I can remember him playing ever for Arsenal. So... Right, he scored yeah. against Barca. Yeah, he scored against Barca. He scored like, and he scored in that little Europa League game as well. But again, you know what we need to do? Stop wasting people's careers. Willock, KA, Nelson, all these men don't waste their careers. You're not good enough for Arsenal. Sell them. That's mm. it's that simple. And then you've got money for them. You've got money. It, you know what? If I took a cheap, it's a sentiment little... that stops us, though, man. Bro, it's a sentiment. Nah, bro. I, I'm happy to get a little chicken and chips money for these guys if it means that <laughs> we can invest back into the squad or. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, what, what are you not saying actually for that? Anyways, these loan players. What, what's where's you look? Where you look at with these loan players? Do any Just have sell them futures? All. Any gone? <laughs> I re- I, I re- <laughs> you're doubling down. You're saying sell them all. There's logic in that. Does anyone yeah. come back for you lot? The Gondolzis, the Torreras, the Willocks. Willock yeah. over Gondolzi? I, I, no, I, 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 I not, but yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I'd keep, I'd keep Gwendozi, but I don't think there's any chance him and Arteta. Yeah, I think he's gone. Mm. Yeah, I, I, he's the only one I would keep. Torreira wants to leave because of family reasons. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. yeah, and um, Willock. I mean, Willock's. Uh, I, I, I like Willock, but I don't know if he's technically good enough on the ball. Like, I think he's got that Ramsey. He's got the energy, he's got the gear. I just need to see the idea because that run around yeah. thing, it can be used in the squad. You're going to need a bit of quality. Uh, like, yeah. I like him, but... but yeah. No, Bruce told him to run around and, and, and get a goal and he did it. Yeah, it's going it's to work. Over a 38 game period, like, I need, yeah, I need enough to, to start. Again. I just mm. think, yeah, we just need to just be realistic. about work rate. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, I get you. Him, Unless you're GG. He works hard. I love Joel, but, well, I always say he works hard, brother. You meant to work hard. I like Joe though, so I hope mm. he comes back. Meaning, yeah, I want to go. I'd tell them really now, man. I'd, I'd, Nelson listen, as well. I'll, listen, I mess with everyone. I want them all to stay. You know, I love all these young players. But it's like yeah. you said, and it's like I always say. I think we got too much storylines in this football club. There's too much really wrong again. We just need to double down. Maybe selling one of these guys might be the wrong decision, but we just need to double down. It's like Maitland Niles. According to every couple of weeks, we're either selling or keeping. If you want to sell, man, sell, man, because it ties into what you said. 
let's have some clarity. We talk about being self-financing. So sell players that can actually make money. Look what he did about Iwobi. That should have inspired Donnie's. You lot robbed people off Iwobi. So imagine what we could <laughs> yeah, do with other people. Even Martinez <laughs> to a slight degree, like. No, so come on. Martinez what? played how many games for Arsenal when we got how much for him? That's, that's why. Because so if we're, if we're getting... People that's what like I'm saying. Like saying no, no, it's here for years. This is why I'm saying the club should get inspired of bullshit. Yes, like, I'm saying, yeah, just language. get inspired now <laughs> and start getting 10 and 15 millions for these players because if mm. you sell two players, that's enough to buy one player in my book. What I don't mm. know how much, say, someone like Basuma is going to cost, but if we sell... Yeah, I, I'm happy to sell three, three of these guys to go get him. Like, I, I have no sentiment. That's what huh? complicates it. We need to keep some for homegrown yeah. purposes. I swear. So it's like we, I don't think we're yeah, but we're selling Terrera now, so that, that's one gone. Nah. True, true. But I think yeah, I, but the I, problem I, is with that, also mm, you're selling Terrera, but if 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 it is the case that he's going to Boca, for example, right, they're not gonna get they're not gonna be able to front up the kind of cash that we need to like move him on and reinvest that money in into the club. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean we're, that, we're that's saying... the other issue. We're doing catalog payments now for Pepe, so bright I'm happy to, to yeah. I'm We're gonna have to, to do that all the time. I'm We're happy to get this. a little bright house money back in. Have we even paid our piece for Terrera? Surely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there's too much questions to be answered, but all we can do is wait for summer, innit? Yeah, so we're, gonna, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to move on this, guys. Can you be confident about the summer though? Like, do you think all the business will be done? Like, whatever you guys would, what, what no. yeah, let me ask you like this. What what would you actually do if you could have Arsenal in your image beyond the obvious? How many bodies are you bringing in? Because I'm bringing in, I know it can't happen, but I'm saying two midfielders to get me started, a right back and a backup left back before I continue. All of that surely yeah. can't happen. So, where where are you at with that, with that if you could? Do you know what? Yeah, so this is why it's really, really difficult because we're in a position where we have so much to do. First and foremost, I don't think it's, it's, it's impossible for us to get it all done this um, this particular window. So we're going to have to stagger it over uh, the next few windows. But ultimately, the problem that we're in is that we have to sell to raise funds to buy players. And in certain positions, right, you could say, OK, we could get away with this for this particular window. But we need to sell that player that we could we could otherwise rely on to then raise funds for elsewhere. So, like, like you, you mentioned, 100%. So, mm. prime example is we need we need to get an upgrade uh, on our right-back, yeah? But if you look at it in, in, in relative terms to other positions, maybe it, it could be argued that right-back isn't necessarily a place that we need to strengthen more so because of numbers of, of, of bodies there versus other positions. But... Our most sellable asset in right back is Bellerin. So we kind of have to move him on to then get funds so that we can mm. strengthen other areas. So it's like it's all linked and intertwined in a mad way. And it makes it so difficult for us to, to do anything. And it goes back to the point I made earlier about succession planning. We're in a position now awesome. where, where, do you understand? Like Lacazette now, his contract's running down again. He's showing his his relative importance to the club at this point in time mm. and is playing for another contract. But what we should have been doing, if we knew that we didn't want to renew his contract, there should have been adequate succession planning. We should have been playing Martinelli. If you see him as a central forward long-term, you should have been bleeding him in early doors. And looking for someone long-term. The minute Aubameyang signed the new deal, that should have started. It All of these started. kind of things, you should have, but you, you allow these things to, to get to this point. You see what I mean, and and that's why it's it's really difficult to see how we're but gonna it is, we're gonna manage. I think it is the money thing, isn't it? If if you sort of have 
I don't know. Yeah, if we had a bit more money, then you can kind of do two things at once. But mm. we're having to do one thing before we do another thing. Exactly. Like, that's why it took so long to get party in because I feel like we was trying to do a mad little Ginnels thing. Yeah, we did try Ginnels. 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 Yeah, we did try trying to get it cheaper crap. bro like <laughs> that's what we need to stop doing in it and then you know get the money for the players man like get mm. right i love lacazette but get the money for the player Bellerin, so none of you will I, give lacazette I, a new deal no, no there's no point because at the same time yeah, the same thing's yeah. gonna happen we can't get rid of him if we keep him as much as i would want to we can't get rid of him when we try to sell him so get rid of him now get rid of him now get rid get rid of all of them man. how much Every can we get how much could we get? Because the clubs surely know we're desperate. We're not getting 52 million. How much could we get? You know what? I'll, ta- I'll take 20. I'll take 20. I'll take 20, 25. I'm happy. If, if, if we got that, like, I think that, that would actually be a quite a good deal because I have a fear that he's going to leave for free. Mm. And so because, because, yeah, Sorry, just because like he, he he's on such a high wage at Arsenal. Mm. He's not going to get that wage anywhere else. So like, I just fear that he's going to leave for free. And we're going to get nothing for him, or we do the stupid thing and offer him a new deal, and he accepts it. But the, what we should, what, <laughs> what stupidly accepts it? That's deep. yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, the 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 thing we should be doing is selling it because mm. we we we. I think he's he yeah he he's already declining now, and can you imagine if we gave him a new contract and he he starts declining even worse in two to three years? Like th- th- this is what going back to the point earlier about like Edu and Arteta, like they they need to start working in a better way and start working in a more coherent way. And these are decisions you've got to make tough decisions, unfortunately. And Arteta probably likes Lacazette as much as a lot of fans do, but mm. ultimately you've got to think about the future of the club. Is Lacazette is the future it? of the club? No. So get rid of him. Sell him. This is it. Because I, I was saying the minute Aubameyang signing a new deal, you need succession planning. And for me, it's a bit like with this Martinelli thing. It's like Martinelli, you can play him up front as much as he wants and fans are within their rights. I'm one of them calling for him. But what happens when he has that dry patch or he doesn't look as good with his back to go or he's out of form and mm. there's no, people really don't understand this is a squad game. So if we were going to do that, we need to we need to get the guys in and whatnot, and this is what I'm I'm hoping we're doing. We're looking at a striker. I I think mm. Arteta wants a forward. Obviously, as you lot have perf- all perfectly articulated, striker is probably not a priority like that beyond the obvious. So I don't think we're going to move for one. It would mm. probably be stupid to have a Bamian, Lacar, Louise, William all on high contracts. Where are you lot at with a Bamian? Because obviously, I think there's a lot of history being rewritten. Don't get it twisted. He's not doing his he's not doing his job. Anyone can get him and Leno have dropped off, but. We'll go on for, for, for Aubameyang with you lot now, man. I mean, two yeah, things man, with me. Right. I'm not in a rush. Oh, <laughs> two two right things now. for me. Two things for me. He, I think people, again, looking for a scapegoat. Obviously, his performances have been trash. They've been trash. Let's, let's not be around the bush. They've been trash. But at the same time, not one person was complaining when he was saving our ass every game last season. They tried to sell him the they year were, before that, though. The yeah. Volatile, they are. Trust so me, like, like, yeah, you know, we've got this guy as our captain, saving us mm. every game, give him a new contract. I don't think him signing a new contract has got anything to do with performance. I keep saying this. It, it started, 
it started with Ozil. If you're going to give someone that much money, for me, that's saying you're building your thing around the guy. You're doing everything. Especially when they've got many years left. Yeah. You do everything mm. you can do to gear your team to, 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 you know, play around this guy. We've never done it for Ozil. We're doing the same thing for Aubameyang. We're not working to his strength. So, yeah. What's the point in giving him some mad, mad contract if you're not going to play to his strength? And for me, it's just panic. Again, it was panic. Oh, no, we, we were going to lose Sanchez. We couldn't lose Ozil as well, our two best players. We lost Ramsey for free. And it, again, we I think Alexis that's the only reason. Yeah. Trust me, that's, that's it. It's just literally... Million. Yeah. We're just doing it just to not lose these guys for free, which... Isn't it isn't the great way to work if you don't feel like these guys can be part of your plan in three years from now? Move them on, move lack them on. Team, yeah, just like you keep saying, it's it's a lack of these guys thinking for the future. They're just thinking for right now, and right now is not good enough. So we have to think for the future because right now, what can we do? We're not catching up one. So start thinking for the future, man. What do you guys make of this comment? You know, he's basically said, oh, but like William Bellerin has been played through poor form at the expense of others. The issue is the manager. Do you lot agree with that? Do you disagree? Where do you lot stand with that? Yeah, Wenger used to do it with Ramsey. When he was poor, he used to try to play him into form. Like managers yeah. do it because they, they think, you know, this is the time he can just do something. And it happened with a Uber a couple of times this year where we think, okay, he's scored now, he's going to kick on, but it just hasn't come. Hecky, we, like, we can't save the guy. I can't even help him. Yeah, the <laughs> about Bellerin the best. Yeah, man. It's true, bro. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. Do you not agree with this? People think, you know, Aubameyang's got 14 goals in all comps. I think, what, nine in the league. You know, he could still get 20 league goals. Are people being harsh on Aubameyang? Because I think they are on one hand. You know, he's dying by the high standards he set. But I also think they don't. You know, the man's... He was due a bad season, in my opinion, at Arsenal because mm. you can't escape the way we've been playing. But yeah, yeah, man, I agree. I think man are being harsh. Like, you, I'm not being funny, yeah. but man are, man are pursuing with David Luiz and Xhaka and all the guys are fighting each other for these players, but you won't <laughs> give a man a bit, a bit of leeway. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, man. Yeah, like, I, I totally agree with that comment in terms of, like, Aubameyang has always been a player who is fed off service. So playing him on the left wing is just idiotic and we shouldn't be doing that. Like play him up front, play him and get him service. Like he's had his best run in the team this season when he had three creators behind him mm. and he was playing up top. So he, he had his worst run in the season when he was playing left wing, when you we were playing three at the back and he was basically having to play left wing back and cutting in and trying to score wonder goals. I know he did brilliant last year, but like, uh, I mean... He, he was fantastic last year, took us to an FA Cup and that's how good he was. But he was always mm. going to decline. And he so for us to stop the decline, we've got to play to his skill set. So mm. we've got to play to him getting loads and loads of chances. And mm. that that means playing Odegaard and Saka and Smith Rowe behind him mm. to get the most of his chances. Do you think we ran him into the ground? Sorry to cut you off. Do you think we ran him into the ground? Because for time, we was playing him on the left, mate. And yeah. obviously, we were saying what a model professional and we're making him track back. Like you said, when you get older, you need to build around them and make them do less, less of a certain thing they used to do. So have we ran him into the ground? I, I think, yeah, we're, I think we've definitely run, ran him into the ground in terms of the amount of... You don't want your star striker, your captain, your 
top goal scorer to be running down up and down the left wing. You want him as close to goal as possible. And we just haven't given him enough of that, especially since he signed a new deal. So it, it's improved recently, but the last two games, the West Ham game and the Liverpool game, we've started to play him back on the wing. And it's, and you look at our performances. Right, they haven't been good. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he's never been good on the right. He's been okay on the left. But his best role is up front, and that's where we should always play him. And it's not that's why I think people are too harsh because I think he, he's always a striker that's fed off service. And if we give him service, he will score goals. He's not Thierry Henry who's going to create a goal out of nothing, sort of thing. He, he's a striker who needs loads of chances to score. And unless we are creating him loads of chances, he's going to be isolated, he's going to look poor. So I think people have been harsh, but he, he's come back well. But the last couple of games, maybe he's been a bit poor. Mm. What do you lot make of the whole question marks over attitude and the rest of it with Aubameyang? It's it's hard to it's hard to to say. At, like, okay, on on one hand, you've got the, the instances of like him turning up late and so on and so forth. Um, so, in terms of discipline, uh, in that regard, I think the criticism that he's received from Arteta and, and, and the media and whatnot has been fair. Mm. But the thing about it is he, he, he's always had that kind of jovial, more laid back, fun kind of character. Right. That's what it so, is. That's what they don't you know. Like. What I mean, that's, that's what it is. So, loving so it you can't really, you can't really expect him to change. That's how he's always been. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like now because of the fact that he's been given the captaincy and, and there is added expectation on his shoulders, people are expecting him to be any different, but he's never been that guy. He's always been the, the happy-go-lucky, do you know what I mean? Playful kind of guy. So Random I think it's, it's yeah. unfair. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit unfair. In that and regard. I think that's the same thing with Pogba. Pogba, that's why they don't like him, because he's smiling. Anyone that plays football with a smile on their face, <laughs> that the man, they don't like it. Like, Yeah, he's been doing this for the last 10 years. What? Why is he going to change? What, what's he going to stop doing what he's doing and what's made them the players that they are? Nobody out there hates Aubameyang. Why? Because he's always smiling. But mm. all of a sudden, we've got a problem with the guy looking like he's because he's happy. What was he supposed to be crying all the time? Like, yeah, I, I don't get what people want in it. It's so true. It's so true. I, mean, I forgot to ask you, like, where are you lot at with the Lacazette and Aubameyang both being in the same team business now? Is that a journey we're over now with you lot? Stop or it. You again? Stop it. It. it never worked and it never Stop should it. happen again. Like it, They never work together. It's just wasting Aubameyang on the wing. And I, I, I like Lacazette yeah. more, than, more than other people, but... Aubameyang is just being wasted on the wing. They can't play together. I think their best run was under Emery when it was a front two. But yeah. even then, the rest of the team suffered because we weren't allowed to put like an extra creator on the pitch. Mm. I, th I, I think you have to pick one of them. And well, hopefully the decision is going to be made for us when Lacazette's contract ends and we sell or he leaves for free. So mm. Aubameyang's the one who's going to be here longer term because he's got the contract. So mm. th that's what we've got to base, base it around. And I don't think they should play together. Rotate them. That, that's perfect. Hundred percent. That's it. And, and on, on current form, Lacazette, I think, should be starting because he's been he's on current form has been playing better than um, Aubameyang. And I think just give him uh, you know a bit of time out of the team to rest up and whatnot, uh, get that hunger back. And then when he comes back in the team, when he just exactly that. And then when he comes back into the team, he's going to be raring to go because he's got a point to prove. You know what I mean? It's, it's those yeah. little subtleties and and. 
those kind of like mind games and whatnot that you need to you need 100%. to be playing. And I think also again it goes back to that point about there being too many love stories at Arsenal where we've seen it with like the young players and whatnot, um, and not wanting to uh, sell or move on certain players because they came from the Hayland Academy. The whole Lacazette and the Bambiang thing is because man want to see them do the celebration yeah, yeah, where they yeah, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, shake yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, that's, that's basically what no. Come on, we're, we're I love that. No, I'm, like, I'm guilty of it. I can't. Care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We we, we love that. We want to see them scoring and shake hands and then all of that kind of stuff. But we're past that. We need to move on from that now. Do you know what I mean? We need to be a bit more cut for in some of the decisions that we make as a club. I think. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, they say he's got a bad attitude, but when he's giving penalties away as a striker, that's unheard of. Nobody says a damn thing about it, but mm. each to their own. My man here is asked, question for the panel. Do you think there is changing room hostilities going on? I'd expect, I, I'm going to say my opinion first. I bloody well hope so. Because one, if there isn't in a football club, you're either all winners or you're all absolute losers. And two, yeah. have you seen where we are in a team? I want them to have it out. I think Arsenal at that point now, where they, the players have to link up and just all shout it out, fight it out, say what's what and try and move on. But we, I've said this several times on, on online and things. So that's me. Do you know what? I don't think there is. But but if there is, I feel I feel like there's only one player that, that is causing it. And, and that's Tierney. Because he's the only man that's going to dig people out for their performance. To be fair, Sabahos was badding people up earlier in the season, allegedly. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't think he's going to be making too much noise right about now, to be, yeah, to yeah, be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to keep it a bit quiet. But <laughs> Tierney, we see him even on the pitch. Like mm. how vocal he is. He's like, come on, boys. We need, to, we need to score. We need to put away some of our chances, so on and so forth. Mm. And I feel like, unless it's coming from him, everyone else is a bit too nicey-nicey. It's like, yeah, we don't want to step on anyone's toes. So, and and that's again yeah, cool. that go when we go back to Arteta's non-negotiables and and the the thing that he wants to change at the club in in terms of the mentality. The, these are some of these legacy issues that are going to take a little while to overcome because ultimately legacy the players issues. don't have the mentality. Fantastic. They don't have that that kind of that kind of psyche to be like, no, nah, this isn't good enough. It's it's more a bit like. Oh yeah, we're we're bridgings, we're friends. Like, it's all pally pally. Do you know what I mean? No one's really gonna dig anyone out on their on their performance ultimately. You know, and mm. I, and I, again, that's why it's, it's a never ending cycle of mediocrity because you no, know, who's gonna lift up their game? For me, fundamentally, it's like what Craig Bellamy said. Craig Bellamy said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win football matches. And I think that's what we need. I'm pretty sure all them invincibles, they will go and have a drink with each other. We used to have people away from ability just because they've conceded a goal. They've won the league, bear in mind, but they've conceded a goal. They want to punch people up. We've yeah. got people who will shut up for weeks. The minute we have a half-decent game, Xhaka, Leno, I'm talking to you. They want to spring, spring, spring from the rooftops. What have you lot made on Leno? Because I've been focusing on Aubameyang for obvious reasons, but I, I used to have Leno was part of the guys that him and Abamian, you get it in it. You're just part of this fuckery because we're shit. But um, Leno's for me, he's nose dived, man. Like, really, I, I, that's my unpopular opinion, in it. I think Leno is suspect, but I really think he's nose dived this season. Really, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I really think he's been suspect. What do you not make of that? Mm. Been suspect since he joined us, to be fair, hasn't he? Like, he's always got that silly, 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 silly mistake in him, but at the same time, mm. I think. If your your team gonna be more susceptible to that when the players in front of him are just trash as well, like mm. you need the confidence from everywhere. But at the same time, your keeper should be confident. But, but like I keep saying this, if David Seaman was in goal in that Champions League final, we win that Champions League final. I don't if Leno's in goal. Man. If Leno's in goal, I think he does the same same fluffy hands thing. So that's that's what I was saying. You need to. It's true. Yeah, you need you need. It needs to start, and I think. 
we need one player. So for you, what is it that's sorry to cut you off, but for you, what is it like if I nail it down? Because I try to do this myself. Is it with Leno? Because it's for me, it's the overconfidence, man. And you kind of touched on it. For me, I don't like I don't like my keepers overconfident. He's un, he's not confident enough in situations that I need him to be. He's too mm. overconfident in situations where I he shouldn't be like his distribution. I don't even, I don't even think it's that because like uh I'm a goalkeeping coach. Like, what I when I watch Leno, hey, we need your ask to do. Yeah, wow, he's okay. to do things. Mad you know, when, you know like what um, they keep saying. It's about skill sets, and I think we've gone away from having a keeper that saves the ball to a keeper that's a centre back, that's a striker in the last minute, just damn bare madness. Yeah, just just I just want my keeper to save the ball in it. Like that's what his actual job is. If you can't play out from the back. What to doing it? We're just gonna have to go along in it, but I think that's what we're doing. We're like you're saying, it's just overconfidence. From he's trying to make himself look confident and mm. being a team. I mean, he's lucky that he's saved sometimes. Yeah, like, too much. it's all it's all it's all playing Jane business. He don't catch the ball. Mm. No, no kids you know in the Premiership. Do you know what big yet? My my, my view is that we can allow him though. Mm. My, my oh, view yes, is similar to yours. Yeah, you know the point that you both you and DG made about the whole overconfidence thing. My 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 view on it is similar in that I think he is he's 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 gotten a bit complacent because of the lack of the genuine competition for his position. So the other two goalkeepers are Alex Renison. I don't even want to get started well, yeah, because 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 that's a that's a whole different a argument. Do you understand? And then we've got Matty Ryan. There's no gen. There's no genuine keeper that is keeping him on his toes. Do you understand? If we still had Martinez, I feel like we'd see a different Leno this season he because knows, he knows that he's got him, genuine. Yeah. If, if I if I put in a, a a stinker, I've got a guy that's that is capable and adept at coming in and filling my shoes. He he doesn't have that here. He's got the luxury of knowing that whatever happens, come what may, he can do a stupid thing. He can get sent off. He can do whatever. He's gonna he, when he's ready to come back in the team. He's gonna he's gonna play and he's gonna play every single game. And I think whilst he might not do it intentionally, it's a psychological thing in the back of your mind when you know you haven't got as much pressure. You that like the standards start to drop a little bit. Do you know what like I mean? The whole team, team though. The whole team. Yeah. Yeah, that they exactly. none of them know. All of them know they ain't got no pressure really pushing them. So that's why you just get. Calm. That's why Oba can come in. He can rock up late. It's all right. Do you know what I mean? It's it's calm. Because... Even Joe and Maitland were late a couple of times as well yeah. Right, yeah. when they were here. Mm. It's a bit of a madness. Hey, Biggs, I know you got a goal, so I'm a cut, yeah, I'm a little one. Yeah. No, no, it's uh-huh. cool. Let the people them know where you're at as well. I'll keep plugging it, but of course, let them yeah, know. Yeah, no worries, man. It's just big gun out the way days, isn't it? I'm, the way days on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, man. But guys, thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure to meet everybody bro. as well, man. Uh, nice follow all of you in a bit, innit? Yeah. 100, bro. 100. But yeah, as I was saying, as I, as I was saying, people, for me, it's the concentration thing it's like what yo-yo has said here i think what yo-yo's indirectly getting at is um he's good when he's constantly being tested he doesn't almost have time to think i think when mm. he needs to relax and actually assist the situation i think there's a problem now i'm going to be fair to leno since the man's come in he ain't had a consistent back four back five including him i do think at times he makes bad boy saves i do think there's millions of problems before you get to leno i do think if you actually give him a half decent defense he'll be all right but my problem is 
And I'm thinking a bit of a head now, Arsenal. When I get, if we were to do all of those things, do I 100% believe in Leno over a 38 game period? I'm sorry, but for me personally, no. Like he's proven me a lot wrong in 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 circumstances. But I don't like I I don't like how it's like he doesn't know what he's good and bad. At. He doesn't know what's above his pay grade. I he's one of the, he sums up a modern day keeper for me. It's like I'm not asking the question. Can you can you use your hands? It's all about the feet. One thing, not to be the Martinez guy because I don't really care, but. Martinez knew what he could and can't do. And it seemed like he did things quicker, especially with his distribution. It seems like Leno is, not that he's a cameraman, but it's like it, these are going to look great on YouTube and great in a career highlight sort of thing. Yeah, like I, I, I think Leno's a very good shot stopper in terms of mm. he, he, he will make really good saves if he's constantly troubled. But I think mm. it, from where, for where we want to go, if we get into top four again eventually I don't think he's good enough for that type of level I I, mm. I think he he's just not a a keeper who will who will stay for 90 minutes and only have mm. one big save to make mm. and then make it I think he has to be a keeper that is constantly busy and constantly making saves because when you think about Leno's best season, it was last season, and what was he facing? Thirty shots a game, and mm. he was he was pulling off blinders. Yeah, but but like I mean, when you're facing five shots a game or ten shots a game, it's totally different because you have to be more concentrated. You have to pull off a bigger save at a more crucial time. And I just don't think Leno is anything. He's not going to be like that. It, he, he has an error in him. I think yeah. he, he's not good in the air mm. as well as, I know, again, I'm sorry to bring up Martinez, but I don't think he's as commanded in the air. That's the exact point I wanted to make, Matt. That's it, 100%. Yeah, because like, I think there was, was it the Wolves game, the first the first season he was here, and I think he played really bad. in the he's main a couple re- against Wolves now. He's had a couple, a couple against Liverpool, a couple yeah. against Wolves, Europa League. He's been part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you you think of the Europa Europa League game where we got knocked out against Olympiacos. He he could have he done poorly to just kick the ball out and didn't really deal with it in the correct way. And we can see from the free kick from it and the Chelsea game last year when he completely misses the ball and Jorginho scores a tap in. And the, these are lapses in concentration that can happen with him. And I think in a a team that you want to aspire to be title contenders or top four eventually in the years to come. I think, yes, we can upgrade on him. Maybe not so now. He's not priority, but I do worry about him because if he gets worse, we'll have to put him on the list as an upgrade. And he's 29 years of age. I know he's young by goalkeeping things, but it kind of continues what we all agree in that. It's the more experienced players making these mistakes at this football club. What, I, I forgot to ask everybody when you was, when everyone was here, and it's one of my last questions sort of thing. But um, what, what was I going to say? Now, obviously, we know Arteta will still probably be in his job. But what happens if we don't get Europa League? We finish 10th. Like, let's the season stop, finishes tomorrow. We're finishing 10th. Somehow that's regression on last year. I know we've managed to do it, right? Where do you go with Arteta? Does he go? Because ultimately he has to soldier some blame of this. He has played a part in this season. This has been his full season sort of thing. Arguably last season or the the, the, the free hit he had and the mini preseason. That's where he should have written his wrongs. We should have seen more consistency with the lineup. Where are you lot at with that? Oh man, it's a really, really tough one. It exactly. is a really, really tough one because in my mind, and it might just be because I haven't thought about it at, at, at great length, but I, I think to myself, I'm not completely sold on Arteta and what he's done at the club. 
at this point in time. But if we were to let him go, where do we go from there? Like, who do mm. we bring in? Um, because I, 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 and I've never been even earlier on in the season when we were looking really, really bad and we were losing a lot of games. I, I, I was never part of the Arteta out gang because I, I always just saw it like I don't want to make any knee jerk decisions. Clearly, yeah. if they've, they've brought in Arteta, it's because they've thought about it long and hard. Um, they've got a, a project that they want to embark on over the next few years and they find and see him and the qualities that he has as integral to that plan. So I feel like getting rid of him just means that we're, we're resetting and we're starting from, from, from square one again because we need to then go and get someone else who who's long-term... Uh, 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 vision we, be, we believe in. Do, that as well. do you know what I mean? So it's like Flex. part of I'm I'm leaning more on a, on a part of keeping Arteta in in the hope that he's like he I, I know he's still learning on a job and whatnot, but I'm I'm hoping that he kind of he learns from his mistakes quick. Yeah. And and because because ultimately a lot of the, the 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 question marks have come around certain um, personnel selections in particular with Arteta, yeah. which I which I feel is an issue that he could resolve. Do you know what I mean? If he just thinks about it a bit more, like and looks at things a bit more objectively rather than trying to force players to play into form and that kind of thing. Playing favourites and the rest of it, yeah. Exactly. If, if he's, if he's like, started to veer away from that and, and, and do things and handle things differently, then I feel like he wouldn't be as much, like, it, or have as much blame um, laying on his shoulders ultimately. So at this point in time, I would say, whilst I'm not 100% convinced on him, looking and considering the fact that this is a long-term project that we're trying to, you know, build something from scratch and and, and the players in, in terms of how, you know, how receptive they've been to him and his methods, I feel like let's let's hold on and let's stick with him for, for now. And, and if it is that, you know, we see another season next season where he is still doing the same things, making the this same time mistake, next year, basically. this time next year, then we've got to think about uh, you know, his, his long-term replacement ultimately. Mm, Matt, where are you at with that? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with, with, with pretty much everything you said because I think when this goes back to when Wenger left, and I think it, it was difficult because I think as a fan base, a lot of people thought that we would go back to the top very quickly. But I think easier job than, than people thought. Yeah, exactly. And I think with Arsenal, it, it, there is so much that has gone on behind the scenes. There's so much that has to be changed at the club that it's not just going to be changed by one man. It's probably mm -hmm. going to take three to four managers, a whole load of different players. I mean, when you look at Liverpool, for example, I know we shouldn't use them as an example, but they had to go through Hodgson and Rogers to, to get to club. Before they got the, yeah. Yeah, And exactly. they had to change up their approach and be serious. Yeah, exactly. And we work how they mismanage money and things because they were buying Balotelli and all them guys them times and weren't mm. seeing no change from it. And then obviously they've reworked the Coutinho money to expert effect. Yeah, exactly. And we have been bad in the transfer market. We've we've bought players, overpaid on players, and we've also kept players and not sold them well or let them go for free. So, I mean, you think think of Ramsey, Özil, Alexis. Like we could have got like. 80 million for them or, or even still more than be that. Like a debt for free as well. Yeah, exactly. And th these are mistakes that a club that don't have an owner who pumps money into the club, that these are mistakes that just can't afford to be written off. And 
So with with Arteta, like I understand he's this season has been a failure. Like no Arsenal fan could say otherwise. This season has mm. been an absolute failure. Hundred percent. But like I think with Arteta, I think because we knew what we were getting into when we hired him in terms of he's an inexperienced coach. We're banking on you to hopefully be the, the next prospect, the next top coach in football. Do you feel, because you made the point, sorry, Matt, do yeah, you feel that propaganda's not helped him? Because again, I'm not saying, I don't, I feel many balanced people, they were not saying he's Pep Guardiola, but you know, they were saying he's of that ilk. He's worked with these guys. He was almost, yeah. I won't say more important than Pep Guardiola, but he was basically managing as well. Has that sort of persona not helped him? Yeah, I think I, th I think coming from where he came from has definitely not helped him because I think, and especially under the coach he was with, I don't think it's helped him at all because mm. I think people are expecting Pep Guardiola. And ultimately, Arteta might be totally different. He, he has some of the same ideals as Arteta, uh, as Pep, sorry. But I, I don't know if he may not be the same calibre. He may not have the man management skills that Pep has. And, all, players. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he doesn't have the money that Pep has. Mm. And Man City or even the other clubs that he was at, Pep done got a lot of money for them. I'm not saying Pep is a bad coach without money, but... If Arteta had that money, maybe we'd be seeing a different different Arteta. It's just, it, I think next season will be key. This summer will be key. How many players can we sell? How much money do we have? How many players we, we can bring in? And then we'll see how we do next season. This season is basically a write-off now. I know we're still in the Europa League. I know we have a chance to qualify for the Champions League through that competition, win a European trophy, the first one since 1994. But... That that may not happen, and it's very realistic that we may not have Europe next season. So it's going to be interesting to see because Arteta will have more time with the players next season. Because if we don't have Europe, he will have he won't have midweek games. So if he's like this in December, if we're like ninth and tenth in December, then yes, I'm totally behind getting rid of him. But I think because you knew what you were going into with Arteta when you hired an inexperienced coach, you had to give him time to build. I think it was different with Emery because Emery was an experienced coach that was supposed to quickly Great get us back. and whatnot, allegedly. Yeah, exactly. Like, quickly get us back into the Champions League and then maybe we upgrade on Emery once we're there. He didn't do that. He got sacked, rightly. So when you brought in Arteta, you accepted that this is going to be a process. I know people hate that word, but like it's going to take a long time. Give him that time. And if it fails, it fails. But I think now it's just ultimately we've had a failure of a season, but what else can we do? Who are we going to get? When Allegri, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Allegri will be good enough. Nagelsmann, I don't think would come to us. Like we're not going to the back them either. I think the yeah, club exactly. knows they've got with Arteta, man. Yeah, so like I mean, it's just it's very you, you, people could say sack Arteta, but you have to have a plan after it. And I I yeah. do not I do not trust the people at this club it's to have I'm a plan to. to sack Arteta because who's going to hire the coach? Is it Eddie? Do you trust Eddie, the man who brought in Willian on two hundred k? Like I I don't I I'm not <laughs> going to trust. I'm not going to trust Edu to hire a new manager. So, like, I, I would rather just stick with Arteta, see how it goes. And then if it does go wrong, then not only Arteta should go, Edu should go as well. And we should just 
rewrite the board and just go for it again. Hire a real director of football, hire a head coach, and go from there. Because otherwise, you're you're trusting Edu, and I, I don't really trust him as someone to hire a manager. I don't think he's ever done it, so I, I wouldn't go with that. And that's a, and that's a great point because I think we've already seen with the whole Emre and Raul when it's your gut sort of guy, it makes things a bit techy because in the build up to Emre losing his job, forgive me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm sure there was a lot of talk about a new deal. Yeah. So we need uh, we I, I agree wholeheartedly, man. We need a we need a plan, and that's why I'm looking at Kronke. Like I'm pretty sure there's a new contract guy coming or starting his role. So hopefully there's less of that nonsense with contracts. My last question: What's you guys' unpopular opinions? Like I've said with mine, I don't feel Leno long term is good enough. I do think what, what would be another one for me? I, I don't believe in a single. No, that's not one I was going to say. I don't believe in a single midfielder. Uh, I, I'd say, do you know what? I don't know, you know, it's a tough one. I, I it think is Leno, a tough one. Leno is my only one. Like Leno is my only one. It'd probably be. Do you know what? My I other one, I, I've got I one that know. I'm thinking about now, but it's harsh, very harsh. But I'm gonna say it anyway. So my, my the one that I mentioned earlier was obviously around Stan Kroenke and investment and whatnot. Mm. The other one that I I, I want to say, and it's it might seem harsh because of the fact that he has been injured for long spells. But the, the the unpopular opinion is that um, Thomas Party needs to do way much, 100. way more, way more to justify um, his price tag, to justify his wages, um, and to justify why Arsenal fans will argue that he is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. I don't think he's done any way near as enough as, as he needs to, to be honest. And and being a guy of that stature and that standard. I do expect him at times to basically pull us through games. And I don't think he's done that, to be honest. I feel like he is, he's the kind of player that other players would look to, to like pull us through. I, I, I can't draw the comparison because of the fact that, you know, we're talking about two completely different caliber of players. But there have been so many occasions where Steven Gerrard, whilst he was playing for Liverpool, literally took the team on his back them. and dragged them through. And whilst I'm not saying that Thomas Partey is on, on that standard as a player, because I think all that Gerard sort of player, is one of his, yeah. yeah, all that sort of player, uh, I think Gerard obviously is an all-time great. He is the kind of player that I expect to be able to when when it gets down and dirty, when we're in the trenches, I expect him to roll up his sleeves mm. and, and bite down on that gum shield and really, really pull us through. And he's nowhere, he's not done enough of that at all. And I, and I think yeah. he, he 100% needs to do that and, and justify why we went out of our way to sign him and make him our big money signing last summer. That's a good one. I'd say going back, I thought of one. I think Pablo Marie is overrated. And I think many people are going to hear that <laughs> statement and get excited and bash me, pause, um, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I almost set myself up there. But um, I just feel the sample size that Marie's given, it doesn't justify this 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 sort of layer. Less, he's in the pivot, he's in the defensive pivot, he's this, that and the other. I think he's a good player. I think he's reliable. I think he'd be part of my future. I think the new centre-halves in Gabriel Saliba and him, they'd be part of it. I just feel people don't look at the suspect moments. They don't look at City away. They don't look at the Europa League. They don't look at even the Chelsea game this year. We got away with it in the penalty box. Um, I think he's an OK player. I don't, I'm not saying he has to be world-class. I just think... There's too much hysteria over this man and he's barely been fit and damn right barely played. But this is the same fan base that five games from El Nene, it was all new deal. They all want Lacazette for a new deal <laughs> and they all hate Aubameyang. So that's where it is, man. That's me.
Where are you at, Matt? Um, so I, I did have one for Partey in terms of one, a, a small one in terms of I don't think we should have bought Thomas Partey in the summer. I would have bought a number 10 instead. Ooh. So explain, to explain, I don't think that's wrong at all. So, so I think when you look at us last season and in terms of what was our biggest worry, it was chance creation. And I don't think we had enough of that. And in the summer, we did nothing to address that at all. We brought in Willian to try. I think the plan was to play him at number 10, which was an awful plan. He's not a number 10. And and then we played him on the right. So it disrupted Pepe, who had a good end of the season last year, if people often forget. Mm -hmm. And so if you brought in a number 10... And we're establishing that Arteta didn't like Ozil and didn't want to use him. Then he had to bring in a number 10 and a creator to facilitate this attack. And they didn't do it. And that's not me saying that Partey's a bad player. Partey has been quality when he's been available on the pitch. He's shown levels that like his really good levels have been fantastic. And that's really good. But I just think... Look at when Smith Rowe came in and look at when Odegaard's come in. Look at the difference of the attack. Look how many more goals we were scoring. Balance. Even we're even better. Yeah. You could argue we're better defensively because Smith Rowe and Odegaard help better with the press and it's more coordinated. Yeah. Exactly. Like I mean, you look look at Odegaard's performance in when we were 3-0 down against West Ham. That is one of the best performances I've seen from a number 10 all season. And uh, that he was sensational that day. Didn't get an assist mm. or anything, but he was just creating so much and he that, was absolutely... That's what we said crazy. earlier, putting the team on your back and, and doing yeah, what you need to do. Exactly. It, 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 it was Cesc levels of carry. Like, it was mm. proper old-school Cesc Fabregas levels of carry from Odegaard. And that's what I think. Right. Like, in the summer, it has a number 10 has to come in. If Odegaard doesn't stay, a number 10 has to come in. I know Smith-Rowe will still be here, obviously. But if, if we don't sign another number 10, we can't rely on Smith-Rowe. He has his mm. injury issues. Exactly. So. So a number 10 has yeah. to come in in the summer. If that's Odegaard, then I'll be delighted because I, I, I'm starting to love him already as a player at Arsenal. But if right. it's someone else, then fair enough. But I, I just think that 40 million probably could have gone better on a on a, a number 10, a creator, and that would have been better for us in the long run than mm. P- Thomas Partey, who's been really good, but didn't solve our creativity at the start of the season. It was only until, like, who said at the start, he December. stumbled at, yeah, right, he stumbled. stumbled at, December, yeah. we only got creativity in December. Smith yeah, yeah. Him, January, we Odegaard. Like, it, we didn't, we was dead. We was, we even, Lacazette, we was, people were twerking for Lacazette in the 10 because we was trying everything. Yeah, other yeah, than yeah. Playing I remember that. I remember that, that uh, He was moving yeah. mad. Fans were moving mad. Fans yeah. were moving mad. Arsenal fans genuinely wanted Lacazette to play number 10. I remember that. For a long, long, time because he did well against Rapid Vienna in the Europa League. It's, it's, it's stupid. It's borderline. It's just not making sense. It's like people live week in, week out. It just doesn't make sense. Do you feel, because I, when I say 8 and 10, I personally feel people misunderstand me. For me, I just think we need someone who wants the ball, similar to what Xhaka does, able to take the play, able to do things in less touches, able to recognise that whether it's Crystal Palace at home or two degree Burnley, we're playing against a low block. We need to break that down. I think that can be done with a 10, but I would also be prepared to take a number eight that can that's able to do that. That's more of the sort of modern day sort of thing. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, I think in terms of creativity, it, it doesn't matter where it's on the pitch, but we need creativity. It, it, we are one of the most mid-table teams this season in terms of chances created. Many in, Yeah, in, in, in terms of... And then when we came on to um, Smith Rowe and came on to Odegaard, you just saw a difference. You just saw players that were actually doing something that, were, that no one else in this team could do. And I think that's important for us in the long run because a good defence can get you mid-table, but a good attack gets you top four and gets you higher. And the only way to get a good attack is by bringing in more creativity on the pitch. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, we we saw that um, even in Arsene Wenger's teams, there were times that he just stockpiled attacking midfield players on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll play Riziki, we'll play Kazola, we'll play Jack Rocha. He, exactly. he would just get just get them all on. Just get them all yeah, on. Literally. Because ultimately, yeah. they're going to all create chances. And we we saw how many, you know, the famed Wenger ball, how many chances we would create because we had that many players on the pitch at the same time that could create those chances. We had levels, man, and that's what that, that's that's what upsets me. It's like when you look at it, like throughout this whole conversation, you could see like we've got a million things to do in attack, a million things to do in defense, just a million things to do as a football club. Because the one thing is, you know, we're all fractured. Like we're all, it's just it's just appalling, man. It's 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 sad. Where do you where do you lot go from here? Like where what are you lot saying for the game on Thursday to wrap this up? What are you lot saying, man? Where do we go from here? Ninety minutes to save our season, if you could say that. That's literally it, isn't it? That is literally it. It's it's all boiled down to that one game. Um, uh, do I have high hopes and expectations? I can't say I do, to be honest. Um, but I still remain I still remain quietly confident that somehow, some way, we, we're going to dig out a result. Somehow, mm. some way, and then we'll, we'll get through this tie, and then we'll go out in in in, in the next. Yeah, when well, it starts getting a bit more serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm confident exactly. of a win, man. I'm confident yeah, yeah. of a win, but I'm scared, man. I'm scared because the way the way you played against Liverpool, you know, they say you're only as good as your last game. That's what I saw. Met where you at? Yeah, I, I, this is the biggest game of our season, and it's probably in terms of how we are as a stature of the club. The, this Europa League run is absolutely massive for us. We we in terms of European trophy, European stature, we have to go win it. And we have a good run in to get to the final. I, I, if we beat Slavia Prague, we have either Villarreal, so Ooh, Unai Emery, Emery back, and, and I, f- I forget the other team. But we, we, we have a favourable semi-final. And I know if we get to the final, hopefully we do, but we would have Man United, Ajax or Roma. But once you get to that final, you can start, it's a completely Don't different worry game. About it when you get there, yeah. yeah, exactly. So Arsenal have to produce their best performance, and uh, I th- this this fr- um, Thursday we have to really turn up. It's at home as well, so we can't allow for stupidity. So we can't allow for them to get an away goal because if they get an away goal, it's going to be incredibly tricky for us. We we just have to go out there, get a few goals, really solve the nerves, and just go from there because we have to come out right. confident and hopefully Saka and Smith Rowe are available for this game because that they they'll be key for us that they've been fantastic for us and uh, I think Slavia will be physical and they're, they're a very physical team but 
come on, like we we have uh, good quality on the pitch. We should it's be able game to we be, should um, be winning and winning convincingly and winning for yeah. obvious reasons, especially with what's happened to Glenn Kamara. That's one game I don't yeah. want to lose. I really don't want to lose to them. What's your yeah. score predictions? I'm gonna do you know I'm gonna be confident because we got nothing else, man. I'm gonna say three nil, four nil Arsenal. I'm just I'm gonna have hope that they just put it to bed in that first leg, man. They're gonna make me really look deluded, but you know what have I got to lose <laughs> at this stage? <laughs> Boy. I'm going. I'm going two 0 Arsenal. I'm going two 0 Arsenal, um, and I reckon we'll see a goal. I reckon we'll see we'll see a goal from um, Aubameyang that game. I mean, hero to zero in the space of a week. That'd be yeah. the best thing for our captain. Where are you with Matt? I think three one. So I think they'll yeah, get an away. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll get an away goal. Like uh, because I, I don't think we're able to keep clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, money like thirteen now. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, I think they'll get an away goal, but I think we'll ultimately win three one. I think, I think this will be a game for Aubameyang. I think he'll come back into yeah. it, and it, yeah. will, it will shut the the nonsense up that he's finished and, and a money grabber and the rest. Yeah, of it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I think we 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 should be confident, and I I am quietly confident. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm confident as well, but confidence in Arsenal shouldn't be in the same context. Again, spice <laughs> on it. You've got Dynamo, Dynamo, Zagreb or Villarreal after that. I can't lie, my guys, man. This has been, man, this has been a very lovely live stream to so do. Sick, so I've got to get great, man. Won this again, man. 100%. It needs to happen now, man. 100%. Yeah, man. It's been fantastic. So it's been really great. Before we get out of here, I know I've been doing it. Plug yourselves again, man. Yeah, man, hundred percent. So it's Budge at Talk to Talk to Budge. I just started my YouTube channel Come after on. waiting a long, long time to to do it. So I need you guys to help me out, man. Hit me up. Um, I do football content. I do boxing content as well. So follow me on um, or subscribe to me on on YouTube at Talk to Budge, and then across um, Instagram and Twitter is uh, Talk to Budge as well, man. Facts, man. And don't forget the beautiful game podcast. Man. And the beautiful game podcast as well. Hit us up. <laughs> On Twitter, um, it's at podcast underscore TBG. On Instagram, it's at pod underscore TBG. And on YouTube as well, it's just a beautiful game podcast, man. Mm. And check out our videos and our interviews. And if you can't find it, pause the video. You can see it in the back, man. He's come patterned. Just pause it. You'll find <laughs> it in the back. You can see the it. <laughs> Matt, where can they find you as well, man? <laughs> yeah, so they, they can find me on YouTube at AFC Met. I'm doing the Can You Believe It podcast on there. So I'm uploading it 6 p.m. tonight. There'll be a new episode. So come check, check that out. out. Yeah, out. so um, get some new subscribers. It'll be great. And I'm going to do some more content as well, more video content about Arsenal. So that, that should be fun. And you can follow, you could also listen on apple podcasts and spotify so if you if, again search can you believe it the can you as Kanu and 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 um and yeah and follow me on twitter again at afc met as well i i tweet all the time about arsenal so you know if you want a good follow and want to chat i'm usually always there so yeah follow me on that Come on, man. This was a great, this was actually a fantastic live stream. I'm going to get you, man, on this again. Obviously, Big Gunner's left, but make sure you check him out. If you don't know who I'm referring to, then scroll back on this live chat. Um, I've dropped the information as well as in the description. Everybody's stuff is there. So have a, have a wonder on everyone's content. If you like good content, you see why you should be doing that. And yeah, I'm going to get these guys on here again. It's been a fantastic one, but we got to keep it moving, people, man. On that note, we're out. Peace. Peace.